Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to Tuesday's show, June 13th, 2023. So glad you're hanging out here. Coming up, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, plus the headlines from around the world that you need to know. Later today, a family finds a million pennies in the basement. What? Plus, a man is arrested for shooting a mouse and Missourians are experiencing an attempt at a scam. We'll tell you what that is as well. All that more is coming up today, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays. Who's having a birthday today? Let's see. Cody Smith-McPhee, who played Nightcrawler in X-Men Apocalypse. He's 27. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron, 33 today. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, the Full House Twins, are 37 today. Kat uh, Kat Dennings, she was on Two Broke Girls, she's 37. Chris Evans, who played Captain America and in the MCU, 42 today. Ethan Embry, the career character actor, who played Rusty Griswold in the Vacation movie, is 45 Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer of Weezer, is 53. Ali Sheedy, who was a member of the Brat Pack, who tore up the Breakfast Club, is 61. Hannah Storm, former ESPN anchor, is 61. Tim Allen, you remember him from Home Improvement. Of course, Last Man Standing, the Santa Claus movies, the voice of Buzz Lightyear. He is 70 today. Stellan Skarsgård, the Swedish actor who is... Bootstrap Bill in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is 72 today. And Richard Thomas, who played John Boy on the Walton, is also 72. It's Random Acts of Light Day today, and we are five days away from Father's Day. Three weeks now away from Independence Day. And on this day in history, the U.S. US Post Office Department ruled that children may not be sent by parcel post. (laughs) I wonder who tried that. That, uh... Happened on this date in 1920. In 1966, police became required to tell suspects their rights because of the Supreme Court's decision in the Miranda versus Arizona case, also known as your Miranda rights. Mick Taylor replaced Brian Jones and the Rolling Stones on this date in 1969. The Beatles had their final number one single, The Long and Winding Road, on this date in 1970. Let's see here. What else we got? 
Alanis Morissette released her third album, Jagged Little Pill, on this date in 1995. The jury in the Michael Jackson case returned a verdict of not guilty on all 10 counts related to an alleged molestation of a 13-year-old cancer survivor in 2003. Um, That happened on this date in 2005. Jimmy Dean, country music legend and breakfast sausage legend, died at the age of 81 on this date in 2010. And Beyonce gave birth to twins, Sir and Rumi Carter, on this date in 2017. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And a very, very pleasant Tuesday morning to you. It is time now for Random Facts. Before water fountains were used for people to drink water in public, people used to drink from something called the Common Cup, which was a shared and, yes, obviously very unhygienic cup or ladle-type spoon attached by a string. (laughs) Uh, Don't backwash! Okay. More battles during the Revolutionary War were fought in New Jersey than any other colony. Okay. Only seven, I'm sorry, only 3,715 copies of Moby Dick were sold between when it was published in 1851 and when author Herman Melville died 40 years later. Of course, after he died, tens of millions of copies have been sold. Isn't that how it works in the arts? The state of Georgia's almost twice the area of the country of Georgia and almost three times the population. Wow. Isn't that interesting when you think about the United States and how, you know, if we were living in Europe or somewhere else, Middle East, whatever, so many of our states would be separate countries. You know, that's just something I think of randomly here while we're talking about random facts. Sriracha sauce is named after a city in Thailand called Sriracha, where it was probably first used. Now you know, those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Tuesday out there. This hour being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com. Or give them a call, 479-253-1234. Getting a look now at your headlines from around the world. The FTC has asked a federal court for an injunction to stop Microsoft from closing its Activision Blizzard deal. A judge would need to agree to the emergency order to halt the two companies finalizing their $75 billion agreement. In December, the FTC sued in, uh, let's see, the FTC sued in its in-house court to block what it says is an illegal deal contending Microsoft would be able to control how consumers, beyond users of its own hardware and subscription services, access Activision's games and how much they pay. And your next headline, with this month's Fed meeting starts today, Jerome Powell will face a conundrum. The central banks trying to avert financial instability while fighting inflation. Predicaments that frequently call for opposite policies. Strains in the banking industry after the recent collapse of three mid-sized lenders help explain why some Fed chairs are leaning toward holding interest rates steady. And your next headline, Donald Trump needs white suburban women to win in 2024, but his indictment splits them. Of course, he reports today... To the arraignment in Miami. Some members of the key swing group voted for the former president in 2016, but then cast their vote for Joe Biden in 2020. The charges against Trump were unsealed, of course, last week, and they underscore the mixed feelings many already have about his candidacy. 
And uh, let's see here. Ukraine's offensive relies on army gear that doesn't shoot. The U.S. and allies have given Kiev combat bulldozers, portable bridges, armored fuel trucks, and mobile water tanks to keep uh, troops moving and weapons operating. The equipment's vital to the support tanks, rocket launchers, and infantry fighting vehicles. And if Ukraine... Uh, If Ukrainian troops break through Russian lines to rush reinforcements across and advance before Moscow can mobilize a counterattack across much of the front line, Ukrainian troops must advance on open ground without aircraft support. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday out there. Well, what would you do if you found a million pennies? A family in Los Angeles is facing that very dilemma. They were cleaning out their parents' home. After they passed. Yes, that is tough, isn't it? It's quite tough because it's what do you keep? What do you throw away? And what do you sell kind of thing? And they happened to find something that was pretty unique. A ton of pennies in a tight crawl space in the back of the basement. They were uh, there. Some of them were loose pennies. Some of them were in boxes, some in crates and dozens of bank bags filled with pennies. Now, the estimate is somewhere around a million pennies, which comes out to what? $10,000. Not sure how old they are. The pennies are copper, not zinc. So they had to predate the 1980s. Right? Some of these things are worth some money, aren't they? Well, what did they do? That was their dilemma. They went to Coinstar, but you know, Coinstar charges 8%. And that would be a lot of pennies to uh, <laughs> to dump into the machine. It would take a while. After my dad passed, I went up to Equity Bank and used their machine to cash out uh, his bucket of change. And that took a while. It took a while. It definitely took a while. I just stood there and dumped coins in there. <laughs> Some of them were not coins. Oh, there's a washer and, uh, you know, some lint. Anyway, these people called around to the banks. None of them were interested. One bank manager even warned them not to bring them in, said they didn't have room. No money, please. One million pennies. Uh, Like I said, valued at 10K, but there should be more value because of the collection. They put ads up online saying they would part with them for $25,000. They received a bunch of low offers so far. One person offered the copper value, but that didn't make sense. Anyway. We don't know. What are they going to do? Not sure why their grandparents or their uh, parents stashed all the pennies there. But uh, anyway, they obviously thought there was some value in it. What do these people do with their pennies? Boy, if I had a penny every... No, okay. All right. Yeah, whatever. All right. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, there's a proverb that says, Burn not your house to fright the mouse away. It means don't take extreme measures to get rid of something trivial. But a 22-year-old man in Indiana didn't learn that proverb. Frankie Rosa was arrested last week after shooting at a mouse outside. His neighbors called the cops when they heard shots. They saw Frankie squatting down in the yard. He admitted he was outside shooting a mouse that was already caught in a trap. Maybe he was just trying to put it out of its misery. Anyway, he caught the mouse inside, brought it out of the trap, uh, brought it out and the trap along with it, and then shot at it. I think the 
thing was probably dead already. Frankie's in hot water because a neighbor said that he and his eight-year-old son were outside at the time that he fired the shot, and he was shooting in their direction. Frankie was arrested for <laughs> arrested for criminal recklessness, which is a felony. Possession of a controlled substance. Yeah, see, we're starting to get the why behind it. Possession of narcotics and dealing a controlled substance. That is stranger than fiction. Watch out for that mouse. And I hope you're having a fantastic morning here on your Tuesday. If you're in Missouri, you need to be aware of a scam that is going on. Lots of listeners check us out in Missouri. And we need to let you know about this in case you haven't heard. This one's pretty... I'm sure you're probably going to be able to pick up on the fact that it is a scam. But, you know, maybe points for originality here. There's a hoax happening where homeowners are being sent fake notices saying... The land surrounding your home has been selected as a game preserve, and the first shipment of 550 buffalo will arrive at your home at 3.45 a.m. on June 29th. (laughs) Very specific. The Missouri Department of Conservation wants to make it clear. No one is being sent hundreds of buffalo in the middle of the night. I'd say, come on, bring them. I got somewhere. I'll put them. I mean, that's that's a lot, yeah. I mean, we might have to, you know create some buffalo burgers, if you know what I'm saying. It's unclear what the point of the scam is. Yeah, like, what exactly are they gaining out of it? Or maybe it's just a prank. Anyway, it's widespread enough. There's been a lot of confusion around the state of Missouri. Officials say you can always call the Missouri Department of Conservation if you have any question. Uh, But anyway, uh, they say that it's not even feasible on the current 21st century Missouri landscape. So, anyway, there you go. That is... Again, points for originality. But bring some buffalo. Bring them on. Maybe not 550, uh, but I'll take 10 off your hands. Come on. Good morning to you. Hope you're having a great Tuesday out there. And, of course, many of you are commuting out on the road wherever you're going or just driving around. Maybe that's part of your job. Some of us spend a lot more time on the road than others. And someone has asked out on the interwebs, what are the most annoying things you find that other drivers do? One of the things that just drives me crazy in general out on the road is just the inconsiderate nature of so many drivers. Literally as if they are the only people out on the road. There's no looking around. There's no realizing that you're driving super slow in the left lane. I mean, it's just common courtesy, isn't it? Do I do I sound mad? I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just... It's, uh, it's annoying. You know? Just inconsiderate. Witnessing inconsideration, inconsideration, inconsiderate activity, inconsiderate behavior is just appalling in some circumstances. Anyway, here's the top 10 from the interwebs. Number 10, when someone honks at you, but there are 10 cars in front of you. Like, I can't go anywhere. Okay, yeah. By the way, this is a story from Ranker. The top 10 things that annoy you that other drivers do. Yeah, and people... Uh, number nine, when people are not paying attention because they're staring at their phone, this happens all the time, but I mean, we're probably all guilty of it at some point, yes. When you're waiting at an exit and someone drives to the front to cut in line, that's pretty rude. Two cars driving side by side at the same speed so you can't pass. Oh my goodness. This is like the definition of lack of awareness. Okay. Uh, Next, when people don't use their turn signals. Yeah, that happens a lot. Tailgating. That's another annoying thing that other drivers do. People who don't dim their brights and then in turn blind you. Of course, my truck, I don't know if it's just the height that my truck is at or 
I get the, you know, the flash a lot. No, not that flash. L- l- people flashing their bright lights. I'm like, I- I'm on dim, my friend. And so I go ahead and just give them a quick boop, boop back at them just to let them know. Uh, and then some people just put their bright lights on me the, the whole time. So, um, yeah, you remember, you remember like the, uh, well, there's like a movie, what was it, Scream or something? Or I Know What You Did Last Summer or something where it was like the old legend where, you know, you'd, you'd, someone drives with their lights off and the first person that flashes their lights are going to come after you. Sometimes I think about that. Uh, the next one is when people drive too slow in the fast lane. I already said that. When they won't let you merge. Yeah, they're basically, golly, they just, they're, they're, they're blocking you out. You're like, I got to I gotta get onto the road here. They won't budge. One time I tried to merge onto a road like where there was a yield sign and there was a dump truck. And I was trying to get over. I was ahead of him, but he sped up to block me. And he got in front of me, and then I finally was able to merge over. And then he locked up his brakes in front of me and went... Skid. Guy was a nut job. Anyway, a lot of crazy people out there. And the number one most annoying thing that other drivers do is when someone cuts you off and then drives slower than you were going. Good morning. Your headlines. A sheriff's deputy is on administrative leave following a crash that sent them and another person to the hospital. According to a news release yesterday afternoon from Stone County and the Stone County Sheriff Brandon Long, the crash happened at 5.50 p.m. on Sunday. The deputy was reportedly responding to a 911 call regarding a domestic dispute when they collided with another vehicle. Both the deputy and the other driver were transported by ambulance to the hospital, the sheriff said. Arkansas State Police and the Mountain View Police Department are investigating the crash. The deputy's been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation. And sheriff's deputies are searching for those who painted multiple satanic symbols on a church. Sharp County Sheriff Shane Russell said yesterday that sometime between 10 p.m. Sunday night and 6 a.m. on Monday morning, someone vandalized the Maxville Missionary Baptist Church in Cave City. Russell said the suspect spray-painted multiple satanic symbols on the building and on a van. The sheriff has ordered extra patrol around the church and has asked anyone with information to contact them at 870-994-7356. And finally, a federal judge last month ordered BP Energy of Houston to pay $18 million to the Arkansas-Oklahoma Gas Corp of Fort Smith for breach of contract and not delivering enough natural gas during the record-breaking snow and cold of February 2021. If you recall, AOG, a subsidiary of Summit Utilities, sued BP Energy in 2021 for failing to fulfill gas supply obligations during winter storm URI. AOG was seeking $34 million in damages, according to the lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court in Fort Smith. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Very pleasant good morning to you out there. This hour being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Well, you've seen the different stores around the country that are shutting down due to theft, right? Walmart has closed multiple stores in Chicago area, in the Portland area, Uh, other stores out there closing as well. Walgreens, though, has now redesigned their store, okay? So people cannot, you know, the drugstore, Walgreens, yeah, people can't just go and buy whatever they want. They just debuted this store, guess where? Chicago. 
It's just two aisles. The store is just two aisles, and most everything is stored in the back. You order what you want from kiosks, and employees go and grab it for you. Yeah, this is a concept that uh, someone posted out on social media. Take a listen to this. So this is totally different. No big displays or checkout counters, and the pharmacy is down the hall. You can place an order in the Walgreens app before you come in, or just roll up to the kiosk and find what you want. Then the Walgreens team shops for you. Okay, so that is basically a nice way, fancy way of saying, uh, we're tired of people stealing stuff, and so if you want to buy something, uh, you're going to have to ask us to get it for you because the stuff that's valuable is stored in the back where you can't get to it. Isn't this crazy? In some of these places where crime is not prosecuted, uh, you're seeing a lot of this stuff. But anyway, I'm sure you already know that if you watch the news, but uh, this is Walgreens' way of getting around, closing a store, and trying out a new concept. We'll see how it goes. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.